Welcome to the Unite Church podcast. For more information about Unite Church, visit us at unitechurchak.org. Now, enjoy this message. Today I get the privilege and honor to introduce to you my best friend. His name is called Holy Spirit. Yes. He is my best friend. Today, I want you to know him and receive him in a way that you may not have known him or received him before. When we cultivate our relationship with Holy Spirit, his presence shifts the atmosphere. And you know, by cultivating our relationship with Holy Spirit, it takes time. We're building relationship with him. And it is a a relationship that is reciprocal. It is back and forth. Just as we do with the Lord, we do the same with Holy Spirit. And I believe Holy Spirit is is, um, one of the Godhead that is most misrepresented, most misunderstood by the charismania, I mean the charismatic church. And today we hope to give uh, clarity, bring, bring uh, insight and revelation to who he is and that it would alleviate any fear or confusion to who Holy Spirit is. So let's start with his biography and his attributions. And perhaps you might want him for your, ho- for your best friend not just as a distant relative or somebody you've heard about or somebody you've just known from a distance, but that he would be your closest, bestest friend ever. First of all, he's a gentleman. He's a teacher. He's a revelator. He's a helper. He's our counselor. He's our comforter or our blankie. (laughs) He convicts. He lovingly corrects that nasty word. (laughs) Actually is a very good word because he gives corrections that are loving and kind and directs us to our best because he always has his best interest in mind for us. Even when we feel like low down, dirty, rotten dogs, he comes in with his truth and says, you're not a low down, dirty, rotten dog. You are not an orphan. You are not a misfit. You are not an accident. You are my child. You are my daughter. You are my son, and I have better plans for your life. Even better than you could even think or hope or ask for. I mean, who would have thought that a nobody like me from nowhere would be here? Who, I mean, his plans are beyond. So trust him when he lovingly guides 
you back on the path. Trust him when he gives little warnings. Come back, come back. But Holy Spirit also has functions. In John 14, look with me, 16 through 18, Jesus introduces Holy Spirit as the helper. How many of us need help? <laughs> we need help waking up sometimes. We need help going to work sometimes. We need help just living sometimes. So, God created a helper. And Jesus says, And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. For he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So part of the helper's responsibility is to help us know that we are accepted in the beloved. How many of us even struggled with that concept? Part of the helper's responsibility is to know that we fit in the family of God amongst believers, that we have a place. In his kingdom, there is enough room for all of us. It is not just me, myself, and I. All of us have a place in his kingdom. We all have a place at his banqueting table. So he, has not, he would not leave us as orphans. Why would he even say that? Because he cares so much about us that he doesn't want us to think that we are motherless or fatherless. He's, he had to go away so that he can send forth the helper to help us know who we are in Christ Jesus. Amen? So we are not alone. And we will know this truth not just because we hear it, but we will know this truth when we spend time with him, when we cultivate that relationship with him, not just with Jesus, but with Holy Spirit, when we cultivate his presence, and his presence is from Holy Spirit. And when we take time and we commune with him, do we wait for him to answer? We should. Because when we wait for him to answer, he lovingly guides us and leads us. When we wait for him to answer, you know, he has actually uh, helped me to avert accidents. When we wait for him to answer, he gives uh, correct corrections or direction or instructions for the day. It is an adventure to walk with Holy Spirit. He is so much fun. Being a Christian is not boring. Hello. Being a Christian and having his Holy Spirit 
Spirit is like having gas in your tank. When you receive Jesus Christ, you receive the, you receive the car, okay? Man, the car is great. I love that car. I love my new BMW. But just having the BMW, well, I'm, am I prophesying, honey? I love having my BMW. But if it's just sitting out in the driveway and it looks good, it can't go anywhere without gas. That's like the Holy Spirit. Some of our gas tanks have waned down low. Or maybe is on empty. So, Holy Spirit wants to come and fill up your spiritual gas tanks today. Whew. We've been wanting to go somewhere, but we ain't got no gas to go anywhere. That's like his presence and his power enables us to go and do what he has created and destined us to go and do. Amen. His Holy Spirit empowers us to get in that BMW or that truck. We came in this morning and I said, man, this is a church full of trucks, truck owners. We love our trucks. So Holy Spirit enables us to go. He empowers us to do what he's created us to do. Amen. And it makes it very exciting. And we will know this truth, what truth? That we are not orphans. When the spirit of truth comes, when we cultivate his presence in our homes, not just when we come to church, in our individual walk with the Lord. And like I said, it's reciprocal communication. It's reciprocal honor. Oh, how I honor Holy Spirit. Every day I ask him to fill me afresh and anew. Every day. It is such an adventure with Holy Spirit. It is amazing. And and, you know, it is also reciprocal respect. Just like a husband and wife uh, relationship or you and your friend, do you just go and, and you just talk to your, to your spouse all day long and then they don't respond? That would be pretty boring. <laughs> no, ladies, what do we like? Say something, honey. <laughs> Say something. Respond, would you please? <laughs> Anything. That's like that in our relationship with Holy Spirit. He wants to cultivate that relationship. And when we honor Holy Spirit and we respect him, as we honor and respect our spouses, there is a mutual giving and taking back and forth. And then he gives us more. He gives us more to go and to be and to do. And so 
even though my relationship with my husband is really good, my relationship with the Holy Spirit is even better. And even though my relationship with my husband is really reciprocal, and it's right, he's about 97.5% trained, <laughs> my relationship with Holy Spirit is at 100% when we cultivate that. I'm not saying that I'm always in the Spirit. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is when we have the Holy Spirit filling us every day, time and time again, he guides us and leads us and into the way that we should go. And he, he just lovingly steers us into the fullness of who we're meant to be. And so every day, ask him, fill me. Fill me, Holy Spirit. And I just wanted to give a, a short testimony of when I got filled with Holy Spirit. You know, I didn't know anything better than the, than the presence of God. All I knew was heartache loss, despair. I didn't grow up knowing anything about the Bible. I didn't know anything about the Lord. I didn't even know how to read a Bible. I mean, it was so foreign to me. And I fled for my life to Anchorage. I actually had a death assignment on my life. And I was just up, just walking at night and I said, God, if you're real, you've got to make yourself real to me. I've got to know that you are real. Because either I'm going to get killed or I wanted to die. And so we were invited to a revival meeting. How many have been to revival meetings Back in the day, <laughs> I was invited to a revival meeting, and I didn't know anything about church. But when I walked into that place, they were running and praising God. And I was like, <laughs> this is church? In my in here, in my mind, I went, toot, toot, baby, I'm home. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, <laughs> right? Church is meant to be full of his presence, full of his power. Amen. But my... My husband, who grew up in church in, a, in an extremely conservative church, he looked over with his small eyes, and they got pretty big, and he went, uh-oh. <laughs> but as soon as the minister asked, could I pray for you? I had no clue what that was. 
And I went home saying this, Lord, whatever all those crazy people have, I want it. I need it, and I want more of it because I know I needed God. I knew I needed a Savior. And many today, your gas tank's weighing down just a little low, and Holy Spirit is going to come and fill up your gas tanks today. And so I went home. I lay down in bed with my boyfriend at the time, went to sleep, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and God had the audacity to disturb my sleep. My mind was saying, what in the world is going on? My spirit man had turned on. And I said, thank you, Jesus. And my boyfriend at the time looked over at me. <laughs> what in the world? The Lord heard my cry. Jesus heard my cry. He heard my cry to be saved, to be rescued out of the snare of death. If you ever had a death warrant on you, you know what I'm talking about. I did. And if you had a death wish, which I did that too, you would know what I'm talking about. So when the Lord comes and saves and rescues you, however he chooses to, and he supernaturally filled me with his Holy Spirit, and I didn't even know what that was. All I knew was that this was the presence of God. And the presence of God came. And that is the longing of every hungry heart. That's why you're here. You're longing for his presence. You're longing for more. You are longing for Holy Spirit. And even those who struggle, especially those who struggle with addictions, there is something in that God made whole in all of us that is longing for something more than that addiction. Even, even if you don't have an addiction, even if you have a, the greatest job, you know even that doesn't satisfy. Holy Spirit and his presence. Ooh is the only one. First Jesus, and then he sends the helper of Holy Spirit to come and fill every longing heart. Oh, taste and see that he is good. 
the gift of his presence as good as it is. It is not meant to stay within us like the cart of the, like with King David and the Ark of the Covenant where the Ten Commandments were in the Ark of the Covenant. David, King David realized that the presence of God was so locked up in that Ark of the Covenant. What did he do? Every six steps. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory to your name! Thank you, Jesus. Because he realized wherever that ark went, blessings broke out. Prosperity broke out. Goodness broke out. Man, I'd be going after that ark too. Wouldn't you? <laughs> Amen. And then he would praise and worship. Another six steps. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Praise your holy name. He brought the flags out and all. <laughs> we don't know what he brought out, but we know this. He danced himself out of his clothes. He was crazy worshiping Caleb. He didn't care who was around. His poor wife got so embarrassed and mocked him. But the presence of the Lord was not to be contained like it did in the Old Testament. Now we are the vessels where his presence dwells. And it is not to be contained within us. We are to give it away. Amen. We are to give Holy Spirit Jesus away. Amen. So Holy Spirit is going to come and fill us afresh and anew today after you get received Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And he can do it all at the same time if he wants to because he thinks he's God. And he can move however he wants to because he knows he's God, and we're not. But, you know, as great as the presence of God moved like that, in the greatest of circumstances and situations, he also moves in times when we are in our deepest, darkest valleys. And one of the most tangible presence of the Lord that I have ever encountered, one of the most, was when we lost our son. And I finally had decided I, I was ready to leave the house, and I um, went to Fred Myers, and I was by myself, and and um, I was going there to get some um, mint for some fresh mint tea. And so I stood in front of the produce section. And I was standing there very, just very quietly. And I was looking around. Where's the, 
and I wasn't saying anything. And then all of a sudden, this lady comes up next to me, and she's tall, she has dark hair, she has extremely light blue eyes, and she looked down at me, and she just looked into me. She just didn't look at me. She looked into me, and she said, how many mint would you like, ma'am? Would you like one or two? And I said, two, please. Wasn't even thinking, Rosalind. And then she handed me the mint. It was way, way, way up on top. I, I wouldn't have been able to see it or reach it if, it if I was by myself. She handed the mint to me, and I said, thank you. And as she looked into me, all of this, his presence filled my inner man. His presence of love like buckets of honey. His peace that passed all understanding. His comfort went into the deepest part of my being. And I, when I turned around to say thank you, she was gone. And I asked the worker there, did you see the lady that was standing here? Because he was right behind me. And he said, no, what lady? And when I left there, I left with a joy that passes all understanding. I left with a supernatural strength and energy to move forward in my life. His presence called Holy Spirit. Some of you today have endured great hardships over this past year and maybe even over the past decade. And Holy Spirit wants to be your blanket today. He wants to be your safe place. He wants to empower you today. He wants to strengthen you today. He wants to fill you today afresh and anew. He wants to empower you today to be everything that he's created you to be. And he wants to fill that deepest part of your heart that is longing for something that no man, no thing can fill except Jesus and his Holy Spirit. Because without his presence, we are weak we are miserable. We become religious and stuffy. And this is what I heard this morning even. In the midst of change and shifting, cultivating his presence is key. Otherwise, we can become performance-based, a structure, structure-heavy, without very little presence and power of his Holy Spirit. 
So who is hungry for his presence today? Who is longing to be filled with the presence and the power of his Holy Spirit? And who would like to receive my best friend today? Because he wants to be your best friend today. So please stand if you don't mind. And would like to pray over you. And as I'm praying, I would like to invite the prayer ministers to come forward for any other prayer needs that we might have in the house. So Holy Spirit, we thank you for your awesome presence today. We thank you for being our best friend today. You see every hungry heart that is standing today. You see every longing heart that is longing to be filled afresh and anew today with the presence and the power of your Holy Spirit. You see every longing spirit today that is making room for you to fill their spiritual gas tanks today. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for abiding with us, for not leaving us as orphans, but for helping us to know who we are in Christ Jesus today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, we thank you. We thank you. Jesus, we thank you that you didn't leave us alone. That you brought the Holy Spirit to us, for us, to be with us. You knew what we needed. You knew it wasn't good for us to be alone. You knew we needed a helper. You knew we needed something more than what we had. And God, we thank you that you empowered us to live full lives in you, that we always have the Holy Spirit now. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. We welcome you. We thank you. God, we don't see you as so different and so weird. We see you as powerful, mighty, our counselor, our hope, our friend. And what we need right now, in this moment, in every moment, Jesus, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we thank you today. What a powerful word, encouraging for us to live full in the Holy Spirit and who he is. He doesn't have to be that distant, weird thing that you see when people speak in tongues or, or do something crazy and flag wave and run up and down. But he is, he is our, our friend. He is our counselor. He is our peace. He is our hope. He's our security. He's everything that you need today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please connect with us at unitechurchak.org. We hope to see you soon.